The Blockbusters Podcast is proud to be a member of the Pod Bros Network. You can find us as well as other fantastic podcasts such as Pencil and Ink Review, Another Damn Trivia Show, and The Language of Bromance at podbros.com, as well as on most other fine podcasting services. Now sit back, relax, and prepare to share and enjoy the Blockbusters Podcast. So this time out, this is Paul's wonderful idea, um, and I re- mean that authentically. It came out sarcastic, but I actually meant it yeah. sincerely. So. Yeah, this, this was Paul's idea, so all hate mail to him, please. This was Paul's idea. Yeah. Excellent idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, basically what I was thinking of, uh, and you know, in no small part because we uh, did, did Turbo Kid, and I was thinking, like, well, that, that film is good. Go listen and, to Turbo Kid episode. Yeah, okay. do, do go listen to it. <laughs> Alright, sorry. Shameless plug. So, so that, that, that style of film is really good, but it's using tropes of like some of yes. the old bad mm-hmm. film. And so it got me thinking, like, what what specifically is it that we use to class a film as a good film or as a bad film or as those cult classics that are so bad they're good like what mm-hmm. what is it that... yeah how do you define it can you define it yeah uh... like, is, <laughs> is it possible to come to a conclusion about that and mm-hmm. that, and since we haven't actually talked to each other about that that is what this is this yes is now so a... this is us having that conversation never having discussed <laughs> what this will be yeah <laughs> so this, this could be either a really interesting conversation or not work at all no we so... could be boring we could come to blows who knows <laughs> we'll see alright so Yes, where, where closing the notebook. Okay, bold <laughs> yeah. man. Yes. Well, I, oh yeah, no. I notes. have no notes. <laughs> yes, so no reason to keep it open. No, yeah. Yes. <laughs> All right. So, so I, I do think we should start off with what, like, a good film. Let's just start with the okay. the obvious thing. So obviously, when it comes to a film that we see as good or even great, yes, it's good got, to above, yes. <laughs> good or higher. Yes. How how many different parameters would you say there are that could quantify that because obviously there's acting you can have yes. a, you can have a film mm-hmm. that has let's say half the people in it just aren't good at acting mm-hmm. it's not great but if everything else yeah, and it is takes working, you out of it and yeah, yeah. yeah that could take you out of it but if everything else about the film is good does that make the film bad or is it still good <laughs> i need exa- i know might need examples but i wrote down three core things that i think and i understand this is my you know opinion and what makes a film good to you is going to be different. Yeah. So, you know, this is just, like I said, this is our idea of what I think makes a good film. For me, and I've said, I think, probably a lot of times, probably more times than I've bitched about theater etiquette. <laughs> uh, cue the theme! Yes. Um, do not. <laughs> uh, but uh, I think I've gone on and on. Uh, what makes it for me, uh, I know, Paul, you're more of a visual guy. Yeah. I am more story. So for me, it begins and to a large part ends with excellent writing 
Um, right. If a film has excellent writing, if it's not a subject matter I'm necessarily interested in, but it's well written, I will still, you know, if I've seen it, I can still enjoy it on that, the, yeah, on that I, level. I, um, I can fully agree with that one. Yeah. There have been films that aren't the genre I like, but I've really enjoyed it. But the dialogue just flows so naturally, and yes, yeah. and just, yes. I, I would argue Quentin Tarantino falls into that, like, for Django. Mm-hmm. I don't like Western, but Django... I, mm-hmm. I love, I love yeah. yeah. And like Kevin Smith films, not a whole lot goes on in those films, but yeah. it's but just a, a, a some of the slice best, of life. Another phrase, I some hate. of the best natural um, writing. Yes, just people hanging out, which is essentially clerks, you know. But yeah. so writing for me, casting is the next huge thing. If a film is cast properly, mm-hmm. um, with that excellent writing, then you're really on track. And then to have a director at the head that everyone trusts and is capable and uh, <laughs> what's the word I'm looking for uh, responsible maybe um, yeah. enough to carry that out because it's those three things uh, have to have one vision I think um, yeah, because I'm, you know the art form is a collaboration so I if everyone's on that same page uh, the acting the writing the director I think you're way ahead of the ball game it, it seems like when you say casting, what you mean is an actor right for good the enough to be able to pull off the role. Because you can have actors that mm-hmm. are like they're very good at doing this one mm-hmm. thing, but then they go off and do something that is totally different because they want to be different, and then they yeah. do really well in that. So, or, or uh, yeah, you can. Uh, and outside of that, you can enjoy someone's performance in a film that isn't necessarily good. Yeah. Um, uh, what I'm thinking off of the top of my head is Daniel Day Lewis in Gangs of New York. The film is average. Um, yeah. You have Cameron Diaz in a period piece. <laughs> Point in case. <laughs> Martin, what were you thinking there? Are you saying she couldn't pull that off? <laughs> no, a little better than one other writer did, but uh, or, or I don't know. That's a toss up. But his. Bill the Butcher was a fantastic character, mm-hmm. and I think he was the right person for that role, right. but for other reasons, that film did not work. Yeah. Um, so, you need all three working together for me. Like, like okay. and, and on the opposite of that, you can have a great actor, but they're not right for the role. Yeah. Um, I'm not coming up with anything right now, but... Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah well, that, that's the thing. A lot of people do very well in the casting, so you end up not mm-hmm. running into that. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess a good way to look at it is a lot of times Hollywood will try to throw in five, six amazing A-list actors into something, and then, oh, it'll write itself, or it'll, you know, take care of itself, and it's yeah. just garbage. Well, I, I do think that, let's say, the Ocean's Eleven, like, you have... The... No, I did enjoy the first one for the record. Well, no, <laughs> that's the thing. Yeah. You have like George Clooney, Brad Pitt, and uh, Julia I, Roberts, Matt Damon. Uh, right, see, I'd say Khan, those, those uh, yeah. the, the first four that we mm-hmm. had there, they work brilliantly together, and it seems like everyone else is just uh, let's just throw people at this, <laughs> like yeah, let's yeah. let's have them in the role. Mm-hmm. Not not to say that they're bad in the role, mm-hmm. but it, it did that does feel like. Uh, like an old Rat Pack thing of let's get mm-hmm. all of these people that are big right now into well, a film. In like the holiday films, like New Year's Eve and Valentine's Day and whatever, Labor Day and Boxing yeah. Day and whatever <laughs> else they make where they just throw in 12 celebrities that are A to B list actors, you I, know, I can that are very say, good actors in other things, but... 
it's just a mishmash. <laughs> I can honestly say I've never seen a Boxing Day film, but now I want to. <laughs> I want to now. You want to see a Boxing yes. Day? Yes. <laughs> All right, then let's do it. If you, someone said, uh, if you want to see something, you got to make it. All right. Yep. Okay. Somehow I'll write and make a Boxing, <laughs> boxing Day, Day film. Sell it to Gary Marshall, because he makes all those. Yep. Um, and then it will end yeah. up in the bad list. So there we go. <laughs> yeah, so at least you'll be in the list. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I do think yeah. that a, a lot of different things need to be, at the very least, passable to make it into the good. So obviously you've got mm. the acting uh, director that knows roughly what they're doing. Mm. And you know, obviously the editing has got to be done well. Mm. Like, you, you yeah, can editing have, is huge. I should have written You, that you can have well, really yeah. good acting, but mm-hmm. if there's some jarring edits and mm-hmm. odd choices for shots... So I think, uh, yeah, Black Mass comes to mind in recent... Uh, I think I pointed out some really odd editing choices some in that very film. Odd <laughs> in that um, but yes... Uh, and and the, the ones that you see where the it's almost as if they're making them for television, where there's just a slow mm-hmm. fade and then back in again for no reason. Just <laughs> yes. uh, so tied in with editing, I think, is runtime. And now runtime in and of itself isn't a bad thing. You can have... But it's okay. particular to that film or the story being told. Yeah. So oh. a film can be too long for itself. Yes. <laughs> or, you know, um, yes, it can. Uh, I will watch a three-hour Lord of the Rings film, which some people will not do. No. But, <laughs> um, I'm entertained for those three hours. Yes. Um, if That's it's a so three-hour crime drama, I don't know if I'm going to hang in there for well, that. Well, in that case, I would say mm. that... Uh, Better than runtime, the pacing. Pacing, the, yes. So, which, mm-hmm. which does tie into writing. Like there, there mm-hmm. needs to be something actually happening. Otherwise, it's just a snooze fest, and you end up with. Like, Otherwise, oh, it's just horrible. people walking for three movies. Yes, <laughs> you're walking there. Bit of a dropping stumble. a ring in. Yep. All right. Yep. I guess let's walk back. <laughs> yeah, bit of a stumble in the second film, but we well, we got over it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So excellent point there with the pacing. I know Leonard Moulton, you know, acclaimed reviewer, his. Runtime's a huge deal with him. Like pretty much anything over two hours sucked. <laughs> really? No, a lot of the time, you know, like anything over two hours. He's like one of his comments in his reviews will be over long. Um, I'd love to see his yeah. reviews of the latest Tarantino films then, because those were, those were really. <laughs> I don't good, think he's. I don't long. think Tarantino has put one in under two hours in five years. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. I was like Django's two and a half. Inglorious Bastards is almost three. <laughs> yeah. Um, hopefully, if you see the Road Show in the theater, that's like a, over a three-hour experience. Yeah. With the intermission. Um, yeah. Uh, I also had down for good. Um, now this is very subjective, of course, but appealing subject matter slash genre. So that is obviously mm. to the person. Yeah. That you know. So you already come in. Well, I like action films, or I like gun. You know, guns firing all over the place, or I like romance. You know, so you know you already have uh, a comfort with the genre that you go in thinking uh, I have a good chance of liking this right so, yeah. uh, so, so you're looking so you're at already it, conditioned yeah you're looking at it as what what the will make the person see it as yes. the good film mm-hmm. okay yes. yeah uh, and then uh, also kind of tying in with that you, you can if you can personally identify with the film or it matches up to something that's going on in your life at that time you know yeah. like um, or just it an age like Jurassic Park was huge for me because I was 12 and that is <laughs> the perfect film for 12 year olds yeah. <laughs> um, and also 34 year olds still. <laughs> sad uh, but also you know if like you've gone through a recent breakup or something sometimes you want to avoid those kind of movies some people want to see that 
on yeah. to help them deal with those kind of things. So you know, having some kind of way to personally identify with it, I think, helps that determination of that was a good film well, at, for me at that time. Well, true, but the the thing is, can you take a film that, like people would say, is bad? And just because of how you're feeling, does that mm. make it good? Or does it make it you wanted to see the bad <laughs> film? Because you, you can have films that are just awful. And there mm-hmm. are films that are yeah. just awful. Mm-hmm. And you might enjoy the experience of seeing it. But does it make that a good film? Or does it make it a good viewing? <laughs> I, I, I think it's all situational and yeah. it's all up to the person. I mean, someone could go see... Mordecai. You know, like there could have lost, could have been a death in the family or something. God forbid, you know. And yeah. uh, sorry, no, common yeah. phrase. <laughs> Whoever yeah. forbids, universe forbid. <laughs> um, and you know, and they go and see Armageddon, and it's the perfect escape for them for two hours. You know, as long as they don't see the last ten minutes. Yes, yes, I suppose. <laughs> yes, as, as, as I walk out. Excellent point, sir. Uh, <laughs> Die hard, then. <laughs> okay. All right. We'll go with die hard. Die hard. <laughs> I had to scramble there. You know, so you can have that popcorn experience. And I still think Die Hard is a great movie, but someone that may not be prone to action films thinks, oh, that is exactly what I needed yeah. at that time. I'm forever going to love that movie for how, you know, how it helped me. Yeah. Um, part of why I love, you know, love movies is that therapeutic nature. Yeah. Um, so I do think that's a big part of it for people uh, yeah I'd, I'd imagine so I mean it's just uh, if, if we just uh, start moving into the the, the bad, bad. yes yeah, like, <laughs> I, I do think that like, let's say you can have a film that is paced really well but the acting is awful mm-hmm. I think that makes it a really bad film and then you can have acting that is fantastic but, but it's the slowest no story you've ever seen. <laughs> or, yeah. no story. Uh, I do think that you can have everything be passable, and it's all right. You can have something be terrible, or something be like eh, not so great, but everything else is fine. Mm-hmm. And then you, you're not quite in bad territory. But it's when you have one thing is just the worst, and everything else is okay. Like <laughs> that's when you start mm-hmm. dipping into just. Horrible, mm-hmm. like you... or or when a um, generally uh, like my first note I wrote down was opposite of all of the above, which I had written good first. So yeah. pretty much anything that makes a good movie, the opposite of that. So mm-hmm. bad writing, bad casting, yeah. bad directing, <laughs> <laughs> bad editing, bad pacing. Um, but then I just totally lost my train of thought on the bad. Uh, backtracking there. Um, so save me, Paul, while I recover. Well, no, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. it's one of those things where, like, let's say Mordecai, for instance. Like, we, oh, we agree that, not. Is, that is a horrible film. <laughs> we agree never to talk. No, <laughs> no I bring yeah, it so all it's, the time. So, so it's, a, it's a horrible film. Yes, and and the, problem, the problem is, with that film, is it was a comedy. But what it failed to was do... It? <laughs> what it failed to do was... make was people laugh. Have... Like good comedy in it, it, was, it <laughs> or was any, always... any. Well, no, Some might say any. Well, I can't. I'm w- willing to bet that people who are hardcore Adam Sandler films enjoyed that film oh, because God. it's just like it's well, that... we need to get them all into theater. And... <laughs> well, okay, that's enough. That's I was inappropriate. Gonna... <laughs> that's where say, I was going. Do with not that. continue that sentence. <laughs> no, I will not. <laughs> but them all in the theater and enjoy it. Yes, oh, yes. okay. Everyone enjoy that, and then we Do all go home. Ridiculous and sets, and everyone's happy, and no one yeah. had anything bad happen. No, okay, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, so you've got films where 
the the writing is just awful. So no matter how good the acting mm-hmm. is, it's just going to be terrible. And obviously, a lot of indie films end up going that way because it's people testing the waters, and maybe they shouldn't be. Like they shouldn't mm-hmm. be. Maybe they should be making something else instead. But like it. Like how many films have you watched and you've come out of and you just said like I, I don't get it like what? yes um, so yeah that's another interesting point like if it just didn't there can be a highly criticized or highly acclaimed I should say film but it just didn't for some reason register with you uh, doesn't mean you're stupid uh, some cases maybe <laughs> yeah. and I'll admit like okay I'm not on an intellectual level to enjoy whatever choices that director right. was making well, like, or the writing was making well for instance i.e. I, Terrence I would, Malick uh, a lot of David Lynch <laughs> well, I, um, I would say a lot of David Lynch Primer, Blue Velvet a lot of people hate Primer mm-hmm. just because it does not dumb anything down yeah like, and it, it's one of those ones where you, you know, just I, have to accept it um, yeah I mean and, I I can follow it mm-hmm. but I don't fully understand it but I can follow it and it is a fantastic film but for someone that mm-hmm. doesn't get time travel or doesn't like the idea of having to listen to some actual mathematical stuff going mm-hmm. on they would hate it this would be a bad film for them yeah and a lot of re- a lot of reasons people didn't like the Martian all of the Science, why I went to go see it, <laughs> the problem solving and the science yeah. is just boring or yeah, not so, not interesting at all. Yeah, and, I, and I'm willing to accept that some people will call films bad that the majority of people say actually no, that's good because mm-hmm. they have the subjective thing. But I, I, I think it is difficult to disagree that. Let's say no matter how good an actor is, bad writing will still equate yes. to a bad film. Yeah, countless Ho- times. Horrible yeah. editing will equate to <laughs> a bad film as well. Like even, even if you have yeah. a good story, poor shots are distracting and mm-hmm. cuts away. Like yeah, avant-garde films do not have real plots because of that. Whereas yeah. some films, you just look at it and like, what was this person thinking? Like. <laughs> What made them choose this over something yeah, else? So, yeah, a lot of times, yeah, countless times, you just wonder, why is this amazing actor in this with nothing to do? And <laughs> it's so sad for them. Yeah. Uh, I hate Steve Buscemi and Grown Ups too. <laughs> um, another one I wrote down that's huge with me as far as making a, a film bad is when a film establishes the rules of the universe it's created and, and then, then breaks it breaks it. them. Um, <laughs> like the... Fast and Furious films, there are fans. I, I can enjoy, we'll get to the in the next category, I would say Fast and uh, Fat, Fury 7 or whatever the fuck they, because yeah. they change the title every damn time. Uh, yeah, I, <laughs> I know it has to be different every time, but change yeah. the... Change they, the actual name. They actually break their own rules in the titling of films. Yeah, <laughs> Fast and Furious, Fast 6, Furious 7. Yeah, good, um. good, yeah. wasn't it? There was the Fast and the Furious, and then the fourth film was called Fast and Furious. And yeah, then... uh, there was, yeah, it's, it's two, and then Tokyo, was it just two, Fast and Furious 2? I, I, think, or... I think it was Fast and Furious And then two. Tokyo Drift, and which then was, then was a prequel. Drift. Uh, well, no. <laughs> to the events. Um, no, yeah. it wasn't actually, it, it was a sequel because Don turns up at the end. No, it's supposed to like take place before, no, we're going to get, yeah, yeah but, down a and, rabbit hole that we won't well, escape well, from. But well, this is another thing, it's a franchise that's, that has You should be able so to long. clearly understand the, yeah, yeah. Um, but where I was going with that is like, they set up rules where, like, okay, 
Um, you, you know, get hit with a giant wrench in the head, you're going to live. Okay, but you fall off a cliff and roll 300 times, you still live. Yeah. Um, you get shot, and one guy gets shot in the shoulder, he dies. You know, like, there's no connective tissue Yeah, what, one whatsoever. Person, the bad guy is shot in the arm and instantly dies. Like yeah. <laughs> or, you know, you fire a bullet at a... Most likely, and it just blows up instantly. Yeah. Um, your car can take a beating. beating, beating. <laughs> so, yeah, that's just a very dumbed-down version of that. But once you set up rules, I'm willing to go along, however ridiculous those rules may be, if yeah. the writing and, you know, it's all there, the good pieces that are there, I will go along for that ride. But when you start disavowing that, you're just pretty much saying, fuck you to the audience. Well, I'm writing myself, or I'm writing myself out of the corner I painted myself into. Yeah. And, uh, fuck you. <laughs> I mean, there's acceptable levels of grayness as well. For instance, the Back to the Future franchise, there are some serious like, Rule breaks. gray yeah. areas yeah. in there, but they don't flat out mm -hmm. destroy the rules, whereas Terminator did. Uh. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> uh, ter Terminator Genesis. I have no idea what the people that wrote that were thinking, but their time <laughs> or travel, if they were, <laughs> their time travel makes no, no sense. Yes, and go listen to her on that for a little more in depth uh, yeah, explanation. Ser seriously, please go listen to that. I I think I think you I actually time stamped that discussion uh, in that episode. So yeah, I, I think so. It's, yeah, it's. Interesting. Um, yeah, because things happen that are impossible to, in other timelines that, yeah, to not yeah. go in there, but yes, impossible right. to happen in the rules that they set up. So, uh, so, so that was a huge one for me. Right. So yeah, as we say, like the things that can make a film good, every everything that we said in that, if it's done poorly and there's no other thing that's done well, then that will often mm -hmm. equate to the bad film. But then you mm -hmm. run into the third category, oh, yes, which is when everything seems to go wrong, and all of a sudden everyone loves it. Yes, so uh, but <laughs> I I do believe that uh, the the common accepted one, at least the meme, is Trolls Two, with the theme that you see everywhere is the guy in fantastic bad acting parlance just looking up and saying they're eating her. And then they're gonna eat me! Oh my god! Like I'm mm. saying it exactly how yeah, he said it, uh -huh. and everyone loved it. Mm. Like, and and then people started making films that were slightly intentionally that way, yes. and then they did it poorly, so they mm. ended up with a bad film. Mm. Like, where is that line? So for me, you're kind of you're hitting on the edges of my main point on what makes uh, a. a film or that's so bad that it makes it good yeah um for me it's the ability to enjoy it on a level it was not intended to be enjoyed right on. so that for me is the common denominator um okay so, so they went in so the director or whoever the, the the team went in with a vision um completely did not accomplish that vision <laughs> yeah. and so you're able to enjoy oh. either the campiness of it or um, just the re sheer ridiculous nature of it, well, or, whatever. Or it could be they completely accomplished what they were trying to do, but mm -hmm. it turns out that what they thought they were trying to do <laughs> is Isn't not what, they what did. it was. <laughs> yeah. Like, for instance, uh -huh. The Room, I believe, is another one where everyone knows that that is a fantastic... The Room or Room? The Room. Okay. okay. Which, which is the Tommy Wiseau uh -huh. film where... 
for instance, there's a bit where the main character who is played by the guy that wrote and directed it uh, is angry with him, saying that he hit her and he goes up to the roof with a bottle of water mm-hmm. and the line is pretty much just this, that is bullshit, I did not hit her, I did not. Oh, hi, Mark. That's the line. Yeah, <laughs> like, great line. And, mm. it's, and it's filled with things like this and apparently what happened was as they were filming it, Tommy Wiseau was taking it very seriously. This was his debut mm. drama yeah. acting role and then what happened was it came out and it was hilariously bad like it was funny <laughs> and it, since it came out and everyone was saying oh yeah it's funny Tommy Wiseau then turned around and said yeah we were trying to make a comedy film and then every other actor <laughs> in the film came out and said no you weren't no you weren't <laughs> you <Liar>. were not <laughs> this was serious uh, for you mm-hmm. Uh, well, now see, now to a point, I know we're in this category, but where that can be saved and the brilliance of one of my f- favorite directors, Woody Allen, um, Annie Hall was originally supposed to be this very serious piece, um, and then editing the footage together, realized there was a romance and comedy in there. Right. It completely changed the editing and look at the film, and one of the most acclaimed like kind of a lot of people considered one of the original rom-coms and okay. but brilliantly done. So there is a way to if you have someone that is can look and see you know what they have done or or there, there's a way to fix this or well that that I would say is good filmmaking from the director's standpoint because he mm-hmm. was willing to see that what he'd mm-hmm. done could be done better a different way. Yeah, like and he wasn't edited. just bullheaded. I'm nope. I'm making this thing. I'm nope. I don't care what you have to listen to the signs. Like yeah. the way that I don't believe in that kind of you know. But you know what I'm saying. Right. Like it, it, if it's turning out into something else, like follow that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if you see potential for something better another way, mm-hmm. then. I'll, allow that I do know a lot of people probably made a film and they were so unwilling to accept that something would be better a different way and then that ended up in the bad territory as opposed to the so bad as good <laughs> yes uh, another thing um, despite what you think of his filmmaking now M. Night um, you know, um, uh, back when he made it, two good films, <laughs> two right. really great films, actually, I think. Um, Six Sense, uh, bonus features, he said in film school, he said he was told, you have to be prepared to cut your favorite scene. Right. And his favorite scene in Six Sense is beautiful, and I like cried my eyes out watching <laughs> just that scene, but it's not in the movie. Right. Um, so that's just, you know, you have, listen to the story you're telling. If something's redundant or repetitive or there, it just feels out of place... It's got to go. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you can't jam it in there uh, just because that's the way you want it. Um, yeah. I, mean, I, I think M. Night Shyamalan is another great example of that. Like, he very clearly has a vision. Mm-hmm. And whatever that is, it's, no one's getting it. Like, it's, <laughs> it's, not since 1997. Yeah, no, not since Unbreakable <laughs> has anyone yeah. got it. It's... Uh, it, like, he, he spiraled from good into bad, and he's not. I think he bought into his own hype. Yeah, he, um, he is, and you he, don't have to have a twist. You're a director. You can okay. So you you had a couple films that were very clever and had a twist. You can go make any kind of movie you want. <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's like he he's not even reached the so bad it's good fate because no. he has good actors. Mm-hmm. He has scripts that do kind of make sense if you're following them and he doesn't break the rules of his stuff he's just making 
he's he making things for story. himself it feels like like yeah. this is what I would like which to a certain extent an artist needs to stand behind their own you know you have to stand behind yeah. your own work and you know I, fuck you if you don't like it but I do you know but I this is what I wanted to do I, but I think he's so in that camp well, and and the problem is his stories aren't good Anymore. Like, <laughs> he just doesn't have the stories. <laughs> Let's uh, get back to the uh, so bad. But uh, yeah, so, um, so I had a couple of examples. I don't know if anyone has seen these films. I've, a lot of people have uh, children of the eighties. Um, there's a film called uh, Streets of Fire. Have you? Are you familiar? I have Paul? not seen. It's Diane Lane, Michael Perry, uh, Willem Dafoe is the villain. It's a uh, rock and roll fable. Um, so it's kind of appears okay. to be set in the fifties, but it has modern music, i.e., eighties music. Yeah, uh, in it. Um, so, kind of one of the first to do that kind of thing, you know, throw in the modern music into a period, uh, yeah. you know, another period. Um, but it's you know, like biker gangs and kind of grease ish, but more you know, violent and <laughs> fire. You know, right. as it says, streets of fire, yeah. literally streets of fire everywhere. Um, <laughs> a lot of people think that film's good. Mm, I'm not one, uh, but I do am one. I think it's so ridiculous and absurd that I. Enjoy it on that level. Yeah. Um, you know, not necessarily, like I said, what the directors or people involved intended to make, but I can enjoy it on that on that level because there are just lines of dialogue that are just so stupid I laugh at them and right. you know, those kind of things. And then on the other side, there's a movie that I'm going to go even more obscure here uh, called The Apple. Have you heard of that one? No, I see a screenshot of a giant apple. <laughs> so it's a very thinly veiled Adam and Eve story, kind of uh-huh. about temptation, you know, temptation and whatever in these movies. Right. Um, 1980, yeah. Uh, go listen to um, How to Disc It Made with Paul Shear. Mm-hmm. Brought um, this film to my attention, and I did check it out, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> did not watch all of it. Uh, <laughs> I see. Yeah. That good, eh? After paying for it, yeah. Um, but, oh uh, so, 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 so bad. Um, <laughs> it is a musical set in the future, i.e. 1994. Right. Uh, the young couple enters the world, music industry, but also the world of drugs, blah, blah, blah. But, yeah. <laughs> There's a character called Mr. Boogaloo. There's God, who is Mr. Top. Tobbs or something, and he's in like a golden Cadillac. Um, there, it's just so off the rails, and <laughs> that there's no way for anyone, I don't think, to enjoy what's happening on screen. Uh, Sounds like it's so mishmashed and bad acted. And so, would you tell people to go and see the uh, the Brendan Fraser bedazzled instead of this one? Then, <laughs> uh, sure. But there was a story here um, that. Uh, I forget what, like I said, listen to that episode of How Did This Get Made, but um, the director, I think it was, whether it was at Cannes or Sundance or a highly regarded film festival right. at the time, uh, you remember this is 1979, 1980, um, <laughs> was so poorly received, they gave out um, some sort of swag, I forget, for the film, and everyone in the audience threw it at the screen. Ooh. It was like throwing <laughs> that screen afterward. Uh, the writer slash director or whatever went to his hotel room uh, I believe and uh, was going to kill himself was going to commit suicide the, his writing partner whoever came in and saw him out and stopped him from right. killing himself <laughs> because he intended to make this very serious thematic uh, 
piece about temptation in the modern world and what you know very ambitious and and failed just bombed (laughs) so i just love i mean that's a bad bad story for that guy but that kind of sounds like he's the the more modern ed wood then uh yeah just failing so miserably (laughs) he's like trying to do something serious and he considers himself a serious artist but None of it came together. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but do you have any like good uh, examples, maybe, what's so bad that's good? Or... Well, I, I do think that a large part of what happens is you've got to have a little bit of time afterwards. Oh, yes. For, so got, it's got to breathe like a fine yeah. line a little bit. For instance, yeah. I would say that loads of people now really enjoy watching the Super Mario film Ooh, loads Ooh, I don't uh, know. Just because of again how <laughs> yeah. bad it is and uh-huh. uh, I, I've seen the very end of it and what apparently what happens is Peach turns up says you're not going to believe this and then Boston's as Mario starts getting ready and says oh I believe it and then credits <laughs> snort <laughs> like, little snort from Brian yeah like what? <laughs> they were I don't even setting rem- up... I know I've seen it. I don't remember yeah, one They were clearly setting it. up for a possible sequel in this mm-hmm. world that is so messed up and mm-hmm. not what Super Mario Brothers was. They missed the mark so badly that everyone enjoyed watching the train wreck mm-hmm. that was this thing. And it's definitely become a cult classic. Probably more so than Howard the Duck. Because Howard the Duck was almost intended that is bad. so bad it's, it, <laughs> yeah I don't know like once you commit to having a walking and around life size like talking duck <laughs> yeah uh, that, yeah the, the problem is that world the universe it's in is so ridiculous that can it be so bad it's good because it's just bad like it's a... <laughs> I do I mean once again I was very young with that game but I do remember enjoying that film but I don't know if I could get through it today right <laughs> as we said here um for me, who someone that rides that line on the opposite side of things would be Michael Bay, who I've gone on at length <laughs> about. Where I think there are loads and loads of people who enjoy those films. But for me, it's yeah. so much white noise of action and explosions. And he's such an irresponsible filmmaker. Yeah, he almost yeah. gets his people killed. He doesn't clear buildings before he flies freaking cars into them. Yeah. And <laughs> and then the just cheesy so generic dialogue yeah, and, I, and, and storybook I, romances. I will freely admit that I will watch the Transformers films with my brain switched off. However, that still, Age of Extinction was still shit. Oh, I didn't see <laughs> I haven't seen any but the first one all the way through. <laughs> I don't know, the, the first three are passable as simple popcorn action films. And he has done good popcorn action. Well, uh, what, Bad Boys... Was it two? Or? I think it was two. Yeah, um, Arm, er, yeah Armageddon. Armageddon. Yeah, I thought there was definitely an enjoyable. Um, what was that? I think uh, Armageddon is by yeah. far his best the, film. The Rock, wasn't it? Hey? The I believe so. Yeah. yeah. What? Uh, possibly the film with the least amount of explosions in it. Yes. <laughs> so yes, lower your explosions. Good movie. But I, like uh, to my point, that's I think there those have potential. A lot of them to be so bad, it's good. But it's not on one spectrum or the other. It's kind of muddled in the middle. No, somewhere. Yeah. I, I, although I do think 
again, a issue that you run into there is nobody is expecting anything from it. No. Especially Transformers. Everyone is just expecting giant robots, and that's what there is. Yes, I'm not expecting to have some big uh, philosophical debate in my head later (laughs) (laughs) about the importance of... Uh yeah, and well, humanity you know, and robots getting together. Or, yeah, what that means? No, it's just watch shit explode for two hours and have the two main <laughs> people kiss at the end and go home. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So to summarize, yes. we were going. I, I was worried about this one being short, Paul. Uh, yes, uh, <laughs> uh, obviously the line between good and bad seems seems to be to me that you need to have everything. Like come together and at least be possible for it to be at least all right. Mm-hmm. But then if you have one or two that are like just fail, like there's terrible acting, but the story's all right, then that's that's probably still a bad film. But if you have so-so acting and the story's all right, then you, you might be able to get away with it. But then if you have just horrible directing choices like there's nothing that'll save it no no matter what so yeah just a testament to once again the collaborative nature of filmmaking all things need to come together yeah and i think we we kind of did manage to come up with a description of what makes it so bad it's good is if you come across a film that is brilliant in a way it was never supposed to be. <laughs> like, I think we could write on an equation, yeah. Intention plus time yeah. <laughs> equals yeah, good. Uh, yeah, unintended plus time. time. For, <laughs> for instance, good. the film Airplane is a complete ripoff of a film called Zero Hour. Yeah. So many lines in that, like, and as far as I know, this film was written, like, not, su- not intended to be funny, but it just had like, for instance, the line of, like, I believe Leslie Nielsen says it, is that uh, the fate of everyone aboard this plane is down to both finding someone who can fly a plane and who didn't have fish for dinner. <laughs> mm-hmm. That is a line that is in the original film Zero Hour. Really? And, like, is taken totally like almost Mm -hmm. every line of dialogue that comes out of Leslie Nielsen's mouth is from Zero Hour Mm -hmm. and you just don't like you don't think this film is hilarious how can there possibly have been someone taking this taking something like this seriously it's like well go watch Zero Hour but they saw the the humor in it in fact the the filmmakers had to buy the rights to Zero Hour to be able to make it otherwise they would have been sued yeah Yeah. (laughs) so yeah I I enjoy that description that we've come up with Mm -hmm. like everything needs to be at least passable to be good if you have one horrible thing like it dips into bad and then it needs to be unintentionally good to become <laughs> so bad it's good like it's <laughs> and uh, just one last thing here because I know I, or I don't know I have a strong inkling you will agree with me the, the film for me that just is the perfect example of writing that line of cheese and satire not necessarily satire but camp um <laughs> perfectly is clue oh yeah <laughs> um there's clue so could have been horrible could have been horrible 
but you never get a second to think about it because the jokes are coming so quickly. Uh, and, and we've talked about that before. But yeah, and, and so many great improvised lines. The uh, the Madeline Khan going on about just flames mm. of my face. Like, that was entirely improvised by yeah. her. But <laughs> such an absurd movie on any yeah. by any definition of the word. Well, yeah. well, but it works. I mean, look at the people that were in it. You've got yeah. Tim Curry, Michael Malloy, McKeon. Madeline Khan, <laughs> Michael McKeon. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, uh, Wilfred uh, Mull. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just people that know what they're doing yeah. in this film. Mm. And, uh, and that is something where, yes, they had the vision and they executed perfectly. Um, <laughs> even with four endings. Uh, yeah. But I think it's time to say <laughs> good night. I'm going to go home and sleep with my wife. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going home to sleep with my wife. Alright, so. Yeah, I, I hope you've enjoyed this just random descent into our stream of consciousness over what makes a film yeah, good. Yeah, very interested in uh, what your feelings are in 140 characters or less, or yeah. message us on Facebook <laughs> yeah. if you need more than that, to yeah. what or, makes a film good for or, you. Or now direct messages on Twitter. There's yes, now absolutely. A thousand, yeah. a thousand, I believe. Is, uh, oh, yeah. So, yes, DM us on, uh, on the Twitter. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, and... yeah, I'm, Give I'm, us your parameters. And, and actually... Like slight apologies for the length of some of these. Mm-hmm. Like we've not been intending it to be this long, mm-hmm. but yeah, we'll mm-hmm. uh, we we enjoy talking. Apparently, <laughs> apparently we do about movies. Who would have thought? We should do a podcast about yeah, that. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I've been Paul. I've been Brian. There you go. Bye.